rants. Life and motherhood uncensored. Welcome back to Mama Rants with Elle and Allie. How you doing, girl? Let me just tell you, today has been, let me just say the past like <laughs> 48 hours has been quite the shit show. So I am still breastfeeding almost two years in and whoa congratulations hey you're not right you're not too far behind me uh holy sh- i'm like a year behind you. but you're that's pretty close but no like six months or something right they're not too far apart seven yeah they eight? are um but yeah so like whenever i'm on and i'm still breastfeeding so whenever my period starts i me and this baby she must be on you know her little baby period the hormones pumping through the the breast milk my supply drops and she oh mine does too yeah and she just feels it I feel it she just wants to be a little leech on me all day and so we're both cranky (laughs) and it's just the most overwhelming feeling especially when you know I'm a stay-at-home mom so I'm home with her you know all day every day so when she's cranky I'm cranky and then you just feel like this sense of like oh I'm so overwhelmed you know you feel so touched out you want to do things but your baby's cranky and she's leeching on and it's just exhausting but then I you know I think about it and I just think about how exhausting the newborn like when you first come home those are the exhausting days and you're thankful now that like I mean I am that she's able to communicate to me like her needs a little bit but Gosh, was it so exhausting and overwhelming the first like few days, even weeks, you know, coming home for the first time, figuring everything out. So it is crazy looking back. I mean, (laughs) looking back, it's like with nostalgia, but also exhaustion and not knowing what the hell I'm doing at any given moment (laughs) and all of the unsolicited advice oh my god (laughs) you are not lying (laughs) which I appreciate every everyone I know is trying to do their best and be very helpful but it is overwhelming coming home as a new mom which (laughs) which reminds me It was overwhelming for my husband, too. I remember our drive home from the hospital. My husband drives like a grandpa to begin with. I mean, he is the (laughs) safest driver I've ever met in my life. (laughs) And for him to go, we had traffic. We left during rush hour at night in January. And... I think he was going like molasses, terrified that we'd get into a car accident with this precious cargo. Mm -hmm. And we weren't even sure if we put the seatbelt on right. Right. Yeah. First off, why are we allowed to take a child home (laughs) without a class? I mean, I have to take a driver's test. I have to take two driver's tests just to operate a vehicle, which might kill someone else. (laughs) But you think it's safe to just send me home with a child when we don't know what the hell we're doing? (laughs) You know, I think about that too. I really do. And I'm like, who gave me the okay to take this live human that I now have to keep alive who gave me that okay like who said you're good go ahead like who where's where's that come from (laughs) 
Yeah, with your hormones on steroid. I mean, it is like PMS hormones on steroid. You are crazy emotional. You're exhausted. You haven't slept. Your vagina is either torn open and bleeding and hurting and you have an ice pack down there or you've had like seven layers of your abdomen cut open Mm -hmm. and you're only able to walk for the last 24 hours and then they want me to walk (laughs) around with this child and feed it and take care of it and I don't know what the hell I'm doing and and to own a gun, I need a license. <laughs> I have to take a test. To drive a vehicle, I need to do this thing. And here you are just, yeah. oh, you'll be fine. You Just just go on home with that child. <laughs> I never even thought about it like that. Like, you are so, you're so right. You do have to take these tests and then there's nothing. Nothing. No. You don't even have to take like a birth, you don't have to take a birth class. You don't have to do anything. You just do your own thing and show up one day and say, here, I'm here to have a baby in what, like 24, 48 hours, potentially 72. <laughs> Peace out. See ya. Never again. Well, you you were the researcher oh, yes. too, thankfully for me. When I had questions, right. I just came to you because you had researched so much, but I was already in such an emotional place. You know, my, my father had passed away a few years prior from cancer. I just lost my dog to cancer and I was dealing with my mother going through cancer treatment. So I was researched out. Right. And I knew that for my mental health, I could not research. There was only two books that I actually listened to. And it was my friend who um, recommended them. And I can't thank her enough. I, I like data. I like to look at a case study and I'm, I don't just read that conclusion or that introduction or the abstract. I am the person that sifts through that data and I look at those percentages. And she had said, read these books by Emily Oster. And it was Crib Sheet and Expecting Better. And those, I, I have no affiliation, but she's amazing and I highly recommend it. And it helps put your mind at ease because it gives you the data on how important things are or how risky certain decisions are for birth and for the first few months of raising a child. And that was the, that was my guide. Wow. I didn't even know about this book. (laughs) If there was a class, I was taking it. If there was a Facebook group, I'm in it. If there, if there was a, a, a blog, I'm reading it. I'm not like a book reader, but I will, I will scour the internet. And I'm not also one of those people who like the doctor says, oh, look at me and blink three times and you'll be cured. I'm like, uh, well, I, I hear what you're saying. I'm going to go read over here and see if, if the data backs that up, you know, so, and then I'll come back to you. And this is what helps our blog yeah. because you're our, our data researcher. <laughs> By the way, go check out our blog on mamarants.com. It's uh, up and running, but it's slow going. So bear with us. Figure it out one day at a time. We're trying to raise yeah. children, start a podcast, right? make a blog. <laughs> yes, one, one step at a time. How did you feel first coming home? Um, so I will say, you know, I had that village. Um, I definitely have that village, you know, extended. Um, and I will say there were times, you know, that I would feel, you know, like, 
overwhelmed. And then there were times where I'm like, wow, I am so thankful that I have these people and that I, I am surrounded by so much love and so many you know, these people that took time out of their lives to, you know, come here and, you know, help us, you know, cook dinner, um, you know, just be there for me as a shoulder to cry on. I remember my mother-in-law, um, you know, baby blues hit me super hard. Um, and, you know, you know, you hear about it. Sorry, I'm going to get emotional, <laughs> but I really remember this time. And That's okay, girl. <laughs> I remember that time in my life just, you know, just crying for no absolute reason. Um, and we still do it. <laughs> and feeling so lost. And, you know, everybody's, you know, loving on my baby downstairs. And I'm just upstairs just hysterically crying and just trying to get my shit together. And I remember my mother-in-law just coming upstairs and just laying with me and hugging me and telling me that, you know, this is all normal and it's okay. And just, you know, rubbing my back and, you know, helping me come back down to earth. <laughs> but I will never forget that moment. Um, and I will make sure that, you know, my daughter has, you know, has, you know, somebody that, um, well, me, you know, <laughs> hopefully I can be that person for her that, helps her, you know, realize that, you know, how you're feeling is normal and, and help her, you know, come back down to earth. But like I said, you know, I'm so thankful that I have that village. I'm so thankful that I have a great relationship with, you know, not only my mother-in-law, but my mom and, you know, everybody was there, you know, and it was, you know, pretty cool that, you know, they were all able to be there and I will never forget it. <laughs> and it it's so true that it is so important to have someone that can just lay down with you in the dark, that can just sit in that darkness with you and validate your feelings and not not try to pull you out of it and not try to give you advice, but just to be there right. with you and let you know it's okay not to be okay. Yep. yep. And that's exactly what, what she did for me. And it, it, I like I said, I will never, I will never forget it. <laughs> For me, it was overwhelming because I was still worried about COVID in the home. We had just been getting rid of COVID here. My mom was just at her 10-day mark when I was coming home, and I was, you know, concerned to bring a baby in here, but we did it. We, we came home, and I was lucky enough to have my mother-in-law and my father-in-law and my mom here, and it's such a ball of emotions, though because it's almost like you're at war with yourself. You are this confident, wonderful, beautiful individual. And then all of a sudden, you're questioning every decision that you make. And it could be just because of your emotions and you not knowing what's going on, but it could also be because of the people around you. And the the thing that frustrates me is I had thought to myself, I'm not going to research. I'm not going to research. I'm going to talk to Allie. <laughs> I'm going to get my research from her. And then I'm going to just talk to experienced moms, my friends, my mom, my mother-in-law. That's where I'm going to get my stuff from. Why did I think that was a good idea? <laughs> and the reason I say that is because everything changes. Right. Everything changes so quickly in the child world and the baby world, I don't know how you'd like to describe it, but you know, now you can't have blankets in the cribs. You can't have crib bumpers. Don't 
put any stuffed animals, you know, make sure that the swaddle is really tight. You know, you learn about positional asphyxiation, all of these recalls that happen. And, you know, my friends had babies that they had in rocking place for the first three months of their life. And now it's, oh, wait, don't do that. Babies have died in this. Right. And it's a bunch of worry and anxiety because all that you can think about is, oh my gosh, I didn't do the research. And now everything that my mom, my mother-in-law, other people that are telling me are now, it's now outdated advice. And I'm thinking to myself, right. oh yep. my gosh, like, yep. why, why, <laughs> why didn't I read those books? And then I finally just said, screw it, <laughs> screw it. So I, I need to just know that it, it's going to be okay because there, there are some babies that make it through impossible situations. And here I am wondering how my baby is going to make it through with like six people watching <laughs> it and, you know, Hawkeye. Yeah, him. you're so right. And here I am. I couldn't let anyone hold my baby without staring oh, at the way my, my child's gosh. neck yes. was. That me too. I'm right there with you. I'm just as crazy. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yes. I, I would be staring at anyone like a hawk. I mean, I would stare at him like a hawk in my own arms, making yep. sure that his yep. airway was open. But when did I become psycho? <laughs> when, <laughs> when did I become neurotic? And I realized that it is this new situation I'm in that I know nothing about. I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Everything around me is being called into right. question. No wonder I'm freaking out. Right. No wonder. I, I couldn't. I wear glasses or contacts. And I went to sleep with my glasses on because I had to be able to see my child in the bassinet next to me to make sure that he was breathing and alive. Oh, yes. Yeah, absolutely. I, I had, even though she was right next to me in the bassinet, I had the monitor set up and I would click it on periodically just to like make sure, I mean, she was still there. And I'm like, I don't know where she was, she would go. But I, I would always check and I'd always reach over <laughs> and just feel and I'm like okay and we use the owlet sock I mean you know some people are like oh that's a scam some people say it's a waste of money and some people say like oh my god it's so great well I'm definitely team outlet I I mean could it be a placebo effect I really don't care at this point some people say save their children's life but it for me makes it so I'm able to function I can sleep I can close my eyes and I feel a little bit better and so <laughs> we're going with it whatever works yeah <laughs> and I'm like I got to function as much as she has to function. Like I, if I can't get sleep, then the whole ship is going down. If the mommy ship goes down, we're all sinking. Okay. Oh, that's so true. So mommy has to stay functional. Repeat that for those in the back. Yeah. If the mommy, if ship, the mommy ship goes, goes down, down, it all it goes, goes down. down. It all freaking sinks. But I mean, the, the mother load is a whole nother story. Just being the, the default parent. Oh, because she was always clinging to you or just because like, you were breastfeeding? Um, Just like the default parent, as in like, you know, you're like the the load carrier, you know, like you're the one who remembers the snacks and the drinks and the and the hat for you're going to the beach and the sunscreen, you know, that like load carrying that dad maybe doesn't think of dad isn't two steps ahead. So I'm like that, you know, 
you're classified as the, the default parent. You are three steps ahead because no one else is. The baby isn't going to yes. be. Yes. The first time my husband and I went out to eat after I gave birth, I tried to let some of that load off on my husband and we ended up in a restaurant and my son with a blowout and no diaper bed. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> and then you feel like this type of guilt, like, oh my gosh, how the heck could I have remembered the diaper bag? But then like, you're like, damn, I mean, like it takes a minute to step back and say, my husband is equally as capable of remembering, but you feel like this feeling of I, what, what the fuck am I doing? <laughs> I had no such guilt. I totally blamed my husband. I was still in that emotional point where I was like, what do you mean you forgot the diaper bag? Like, we need the diaper bag. You had one job, one job. So I apologize to my husband for how I may have reacted after giving birth to our child. You know, you like to think that, you know, your body or you are getting it together as time goes on, but it doesn't it takes a fucking long time to find yourself again and figure shit out and i'm still i'm still there but i mean she'll come back she'll come back one day i have crisis identity like sometimes i'm like no i'm still a bad bitch yeah and then other times what in the world is in the mirror i mean (laughs) yeah do you ever have like the moments where you look at b-man and you're like wow like that's like my child. Like I made that, like he's sitting right there. Like, do you, do you still have those moments? Yes. Oh, I'm, I'm so in love with my child. (laughs) It's, uh, it's crazy how much you can love your child. And that's just my experience. I know some people, um, it's normal and okay to also not have that attachment right away. It's normal both ways. When I had my child, I was enamored. He still enamors me and he's crazy. (laughs) And, you know, scales, couches and kamikazes things. Oh my gosh. And it makes my heart drop. But I'm still just so, so in love with him. Being a parent is fucking cool. And then just as like something happens, you're like the next day, like there's something else that she's doing, something new that she's saying, or something like songs that she's singing or shit she is signing. Like, and I mean, I do, I give a lot of credit to Miss Rachel. So for those of you who are pregnant or just had a baby or have not discovered Miss Rachel, please watch her. Please subscribe. She is an amazing human inside and out. And the amount of shit that my kid has learned from her is absolutely wild. And we are not affiliated, but Miss Rachel is pretty amazing. I almost threw down with my mother-in-law because uh, she was dissing Miss Rachel <laughs> in my house. And I, I was, man, all that I could think to myself is I, I need to glove up. I need to glove up, woman. Miss <laughs> Rachel's the bomb. She is. <laughs> On the other hand, my mom is like, oh, you're starting to sound like that woman. What woman, mom? The woman on the TV that you watch. I'm like, Miss Rachel? And then I'm like dusting off my collar. Like, I have made it. I have yeah. made it into motherhood. <laughs> I'm very thankful that I wasn't that parent that promised myself that there'd be no screen time oh, before a certain age mm-hmm. because uh, I knew I would fail at that. So I made myself no such promises. And that's great because I don't think I did. Maybe I did, but prior to having kids, and so naive. 
so naive of me if I did think that, but I don't remember. <laughs> but I, the shit that I can get done around the house because she's watching Miss Rachel, but also learning, like, I have zero guilt when she's watching her. But, like, I can get so much done where she's not clinging to me like a little leech or crying at my feet. And so then I can get things done because of it. And when we're out to dinner and people who want to say, like, oh, uh, little Billy Joe was watching blah, blah, blah the whole time or Susie Q sitting in the booth over wants to say something. But yeah, if just I want you to realize if this tablet was not sitting in front of my child's face, do you know how miserable it would be for not only me, the child, but also you, Susie Q? So why don't you zip it? <laughs> yes, no judgment, gosh. no judgment zone. I mean, gosh. Parenthood is the ultimate gladiator survival game. And man, you do the best you can, especially at young ages. You do whatever works and the best you can. And everyone needs to take a step back and realize we are all doing the best we can. Give some grace to the people around you. Yes. And I feel like it's definitely like the older, the older generation who say that. And but I'm like, if they realized if they were in our time, had children in our time, they know damn well that they would have tablets as well. Yeah, don't be judgy. (laughs) No. (laughs) Are you kidding? When my parents could get the new van when I was a child and it had the DVD player in it, they got it. Oh, yes, yes. Yes, so don't don't let people judge you. Remind them about the minivans <laughs> with the big LCD screen. I don't even think it was LCD at the time. It was, I don't even know. You I know. remember, yeah, I, I, my mom never had a, a car with a TV in it, but we bought the, like the portable ones you would like strap to the back of the headrest, but we got it when it came out. Yes. It was there. <laughs> and we, I mean, we had a grand old time watching it. So how was your recovery with the c-section i i know we talked about a little bit of it but once we got home for me i was doing pretty well but i didn't expect to bleed as much as i did and for as long as i did for having a c-section but otherwise i i managed pretty well i agree yeah i mean i I mean, they told me, you know, they went in there and got out a lot and like, you know, the bleeding would still be normal, but I definitely didn't expect it to, like you said, be as much as it was. And thankfully, thankfully it wasn't like, you know, like six weeks, but it was still was more than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Who expects to wear those really terrible looking mesh underwear with these pads the size of something I've never even seen before I mean how have I been a woman all this time and not known that there were pads literally the size of a gargantuan foot that I was gonna have to put up against my Uh vagina daily from from belly button to freaking tailbone that thing was I had some serious coverage I I ain't gonna lie and I after I did when I got my period back I was I was still using those suckers I ain't gonna lie (laughs) they were they were great (laughs) I wasn't gonna throw that stuff out and I had even gotten I will say there's this one company and I can't remember the name but they have a mint and lavender infused <gasps> Are pad you about that also pot? cools that area. Are you talking about honey pot? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. That is them. I am turned on to these now. The organic 
wonderfully cooling, nice smelling. Yes, pad, I remember that. Which I never thought I would talk so passionately <laughs> about a pad, but I am. And also the stretchy boy shorts mm. from Frida. I did not have the Frida brand. I just those were my jam. I um I did I did have the I bought like the always like the pull up like the underwear like type like ones with a pad after I mm-hmm. great those are great too and those I already had ready at the house. Oh, that probably worked nice. Yeah, they definitely did their job. <laughs> they didn't let me down. <laughs> Man. Earth is so sexy, let me tell you. absolutely. You you feel like an alien in your own body. Like, why hasn't my body gone back? Why? You know, I remember looking down at myself like, all right, when when are the contractions going to do their thing and get my stomach back down? Oh, my God. (laughs) That was a shock to me. I remember that, too. Uh, Speaking of contractions... Do you remember like the first contract in the recovery? Do you remember those? Like the first like contractions you had? Um, no, I was blacking out still. <laughs> so I don't remember. I don't remember any of that except I, I do remember day two having a little bit. Okay. And I didn't take opioids for my recovery. I only took Tylenol and Advil um, because of my sensitivity. Mine weren't too bad, but that's probably because I was blacked out most of the first day. <laughs> right. And that's probably better, you know, and you probably don't remember them coming in and doing what the, what was it called? The the fundal massage and they'd come in and like push on your uterus to like, oh gosh, yeah, I barely oh, remember my that. Atlanta was that some shit right there. See that, that I, in the book of nobody told me when I was pregnant, that's a shit. And that, that is something that I will carry over. I do remember the gush, the gushes when they would come in and slam down on my pelvis. But I think I was in between the blacking out. I was also vomiting from the narcotics. So it was like just a really good day for me. It was, you know, top 10 days of my life. But I had this beautiful baby boy next to me trying to breastfeed, which I knew nothing about. That was the only class I took before giving birth was a breastfeeding course because my mom, my husband's mom, they did not breastfeed. And you were the closest person I had to my location that breastfed and you weren't even in my state. So that was the class that I did take. But I'm still sitting here like, what in the hell? And we will get into breastfeeding more in depth in another episode. It is your choice on how you feed your child and don't let anyone shame you for how you've chosen to feed your child. And if it's important to you, um, you know, breastfeeding and you have those people around you saying, oh, well, you know, I formerly fed like it's okay, but it's important to you. Don't give up. Find people to surround yourself who are going to push you if you want to be pushed. If you don't, that's completely fine. But if you don't have that team behind you and you have somebody constantly around you telling you, oh, I formula fed and like it was great. Just do that. Just just give up and do that. Like it's not it's not going to benefit you. And I definitely think finding that army or just finding a friend or just reaching out to, you know, on Facebook, like there are people that I that I worked with, like 
years ago who I haven't seen and that have reached out to me about breastfeeding because they didn't have anybody around them. And I'm, I will be your fucking cheerleader if you need me to be. That's like, amazing. I will be there in your messages. I will be there at every beck and mm-hmm. call. You call me. I will be your cheerleader. If you want to do it, you know, find that person. There's somebody in your life or there's a lactation consultant near you. Like, if you want to do it, don't give up and, you know, push through and you'll get through it. You know, the cluster feeding is is so taxing and it does last, you know, months and it does make you feel like you're not producing enough, but push through it, you know, find that army behind you and, and get there. And it's funny how you bring up, you know, people pushing you to do certain things. And that for me was very difficult after I had my child. I, never realized how many opinions people had about my life and my decisions until I had a child. And while those baby blues are happening, which for anyone that hasn't experienced them yet, this is a normal period, usually about two weeks after you give birth, that your hormones are raging. I mean, you are a Tyrannosaurus Rex in your body. And one second you're, you are not lying. Yes. You're going to be laughing and then you're going to be crying. And then you're going to be questioning if you're (laughs) bipolar and then, (laughs) and this is all normal. And it's not considered postpartum depression unless it goes over those two weeks. And we will have an episode about that which we're going to have one of our friends come on and talk about their experience along with Allie's. But man, hormones after you give birth and life adjustment is no joke. (laughs) And it's okay to laugh one second and cry the next. I remember. Oh, definitely. You know, I'm thankful Mm -hmm. for my husband. He would turn over and look at me and I would be gushing tears down my face. My child was safe in a pack and play in the bassinet. I was staring at him. The lights were on. My child was clearly safe, but I was having a meltdown about what if he dies? Nothing will make you question your insanity like postpartum oh. hormones. You are that in it was very true for me too. Very true. And you know, like the the intrusive thoughts were real. And I don't know if it's because I knew too much or, you know, I feel like you just know, like doing the research is a double edged sword, like it can either benefit you or it can just downward spiral yes. you. And I feel like I was right in the middle. And you know, most of the time it was, you know, I know this and I know better and I'm going to learn from someone's mistakes or the, or the information they have put out, I'm going to learn from it. Or it would be, oh my gosh, like, is my baby okay? Like, I, my life is going too good. I'm going to lose her. Like the way that she's laying right there, like that's going to be it. And I remember just being scared of just laying her on my bed sometimes. Like if I was getting dressed, I would just lay her there. I'm like, oh my gosh, she's going to croak over because she's laying on an adult bed. And it's just like thinking about it now, I remember that- I, I, it's just so irrational, but those are the things that would go through my head. I'm like, no, babies die on on adult beds, but they just don't die just laying there. Like they get smothered. It's but true. Like, in my head at that time, it was just like she's gonna croak. That's it. She's gonna croak. <laughs> I had the same type of things. Like my child could not fall asleep in a swing. Oh no, me neither. I ripped her ass out. All of these emotions are yep. normal. It would have helped if someone around me had validated those emotions instead of saying oh, you're being crazy. Oh, you should just do it. You'll get so much done. Oh, you'll love this thing. You just need to do it. And I would try to speak up and I would try to say, listen, I understand 
that the things you are saying are true, but this is one of my anxiety triggers. And so this is what I need. This is what I need to do. This is what I need for my husband. And this is what I need from you to prevent my anxiety trigger and to make sure my mental health is doing okay and the safety of my baby is fine. Now, would my child have been fine in that swing? Oh, I'm sure he would have. And I'm not knocking anyone that has the calm, wonderful, beautiful demeanor to be able to let go. Allie and I are just two kind of neurotic people that couldn't do that. And so I, I look up to my friends that are that level of man, they are so level headed and just go with the flow and confident in their decisions and the safety. And I don't know if it's a trauma response for me, but man, was I vulnerable. I was so vulnerable. And luckily, my spouse was very supportive of me being that vulnerable. He would make fun of me and laugh (laughs) his ass off as I was crying and coming undone. And, you know, I do even remember one time it was coming to the end of my mother-in-law and my father-in-law staying with us. And they had been so helpful cooking dinners and taking care of the house and helping my mom. And my mom was doing all she could too, but she was still recovering from COVID. And I remember when I found out my mother-in-law was going to leave, I was like in tears. I was in an anxious mess in tears thinking to myself, how am I going to get my few hours of sleep (laughs) in the morning if my husband's going back to work and I'm still on maternity leave and my mom's still recovering and I don't have someone here. And it's just so funny the way the emotions play on you. And then, you know, after I got a routine down with my baby, I was like, no, I got this. I've got this. I've got this. It all falls into place. And, and you realize that you have, you have much more, you know, confidence and you realize you had or like when everybody jumps ship and everybody's gone you like it's really you have no choice but to like rely on yourself to realize that you do you are a mom you do fucking got you are a badass bitch you you can take care of your baby and you're gonna do it you know yes and don't feel overwhelmed or alone even if you are doing this alone if you're a single mom or a single parent raising your child or you have someone with you that can't be there the way you want them to be because of their work schedule or whatever else i know um at first i was man man was i upset with my husband because i know he has a long drive to work and i know he needed to get his sleep but man, do I wish I had more help at night. I mean, that that was probably the toughest for me and why I would overexert myself overnight and then basically pass out in the mornings. Yeah. It is no joke, but it is so beautiful too. I mean, I don't know how many times I just sat and stared at my child and thought, holy crap, this is my baby. Like we made this. Yes. And then- holy crap, why are you so gassy? And why are you colicky? And why am I failing at life? But that'll be for a different time. (laughs) I'm telling you, there are are a lot of spinoffs, especially out of this episode. (laughs) (laughs) It's so true. (laughs) Well, it was wonderful talking with you today. Yes, as always, as always. 
And we didn't want to scare all the listeners, so we do have our mutual wonderful friend joining us for a little bit of a mini-sode about her pregnancy, which was a wonderful, beautiful pregnancy that was more towards the storyline of what you'd expect and what we aspire to have. It'll it'll be cool hearing it on a on a different end, and we're just gonna sit here and be in awe. And wow, that's amazing. And as we just twirl our hair, and we wish, we wish. <laughs> I'm gonna clap and hope hope I get that for for a second. If I have a second child. <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Me too. I mean, I won't I won't ever try um a vaginal, but I won't, I won't do a V-bag. I thought about it for a minute, but I think I'm just too scared. I'm too scared. That's okay. And that is okay. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, join us in. It'll be um in a few days and then episode will be out shortly after that, but it'll be a good one. Yeah. And if you like listening to our ranting, please subscribe and like on your favorite podcast app. Bye. Bye.